hello and welcome to the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. We're still jamming. We're still jamming to the tunes, the funky tunes in the background. Just wait for it to die. Just wait for the sound to go away. Who's the greatest musician in the world? Perhaps. Perhaps it is Prince, but it's actually David Gilmore, the guitar player for Pink Floyd. It's going to start again. Hold on. No, it's not. Good. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. you guys can't hear it. Good. Yeah, you know, if I do this, nope. That's unfortunate. Hold on. We might have this music playing this entire show. Can you guys hear the music? Or is it just in my head? Or am I the greatest musician ever? Because I composed this tune and it will never die. It will never disappear. It will never go away. You know, every day I try to solve these technical issues. And I wonder what the problem is. And I figured it out. I, like, solved it. I said, you know what? I'm going to just start the stream 10 minutes early with the standby going. And if I do that, when it goes into that inevitable lag period, which it always does within five minutes, it just stops for, like, two minutes. My speed just stops. I'll just say I'll thwart it. I'll wait for that to pass, and then I'll start the show. But, oh, my goodness. Let me know if you can still hear that music. Just somebody. Somebody out there. Let me know. Otherwise, I can check the feed. Let's let, let's check the feed. <laughs> there it goes. It's done. Oh, my computer is it's a beautiful thing. I just updated it today, and you know, planned obsolescence. Ain't that a thing? Ain't that a ain't that a shame? Isn't that a song? That's written by the greatest musician. Who's the greatest musician ever? Who is the greatest musician ever? It's Prince. I know. I know. Let's but let's say like maybe Beethoven. Maybe it was Beethoven. Maybe it was Mozart. But we, do we just know about those guys because they was rich and they made a lot of money uh, selling uh, classical music? Man, they they were really good at making. Why don't they venture off into some other genres? Well, you know, that's what I always wonder about those guys. But who's the greatest musician? It's Paul McCartney. He's actually really good. You know who's better than Paul McCartney, though, as a musician who's still called a McCartney? His son. His son is actually a better musician in my period, in my opinion. Um, is this will says headed out for physical therapy. So I won't be around to make the case for or against Prince. I mean, it's really impossible. Stevie wonder PJ Harvey, Joan as a policewoman, Trixie Whitley, or anyone else. Joan as a policewoman, Joan jet, Joan copper buttons. This is going to be my last show of the week. Uh, probably not going to do a show tomorrow because I'm headed out of town. I'm going to be heading out of town to uh, Portland, and then I'm going to go to New York following that to support uh, my family. There's, a, there's illness going on in my family, and, and I'm going to go there and, and hang out and support, you know, in the best way I can by, you know, what, doing the dishes, doing the laundry? I don't know. Maybe I won't do the laundry. I don't, I don't like doing laundry. But I will watch movies and hang out and drive here and there and go get this and that and do what I need to do to support. Um, so, you know, because I figure, you know, L.A. right now, they, yeah, there's nothing going on in L.A. right now. There's nothing going on for me. 
Anyway, I mean, if you're out there, I saw yesterday, I said this on the show yesterday, I'm like, oh, Andrew Garfield, he's taking a break from acting. Well, good for you, because so am I, but not on purpose. I'm not purposely taking a break from acting. I'm just, you know, this is how it goes. My friend actually pointed it out. My friend Eva, she said, you know, you got a lot of work last year. And I said, oh, that's right. And then she said, this is how acting goes, you know. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you can't get tied up in it. You can't get lost in it. So I'm going to do this show, and then I'm going to be packing tomorrow because I'm leaving tomorrow evening for, for Portland, and then I'm going to New York. And, <clears throat> you know, it's going to be a um, – did I ever go to Portland from New York? No, I think I've only gone to Portland from the West Coast. Uh, that's a sidebar to myself. Note to self, talk to yourself more often. But it's going to take a minute to uh, probably get settled on the East Coast. I probably won't be back doing a show until next Wednesday. We'll see. Maybe, maybe sooner. Maybe I'll do a show Monday or Tuesday. I'm just letting you know my potential schedule. But you can always listen to sh the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts because this is a podcast now. Isn't that something special? But today we're talking about the greatest musician. Who's the greatest musician to you? You know, you mentioned PJ Harvey as this will, but, you know, I would not necessarily say she's the greatest musician. Maybe her songs are cool, but as a musician, I mean, like, overall musician, I think, you know, that's obviously super subjective. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, that's, therefore, you're the greatest musician because you played this many notes this this fast. A lot of people like this guy. He's a guitar player. He happens to be from Long Island. John Petrucci, if it doesn't get any more Long Island than that. John Petrucci. Um... Wait, Guardian's director responds to viral tweet calling for Marvel to replace Chris Pratt. I'm going to get to that in a second, but I just want to tell you about John Petrucci. He plays guitar for this band called Dream Theater, and a lot of people try to get me into Dream Theater. They're like, you would like Dream Theater. They're very progressive, and I listened to Dream Theater many times, and I'm like, I don't like this band because I don't like the sounds of it. I don't like the sounds they make. Um, I used to be kind of a music Nazi when I was a kid. Maybe not a music Nazi, but a music, like a stickler for, I was never a Nazi. Do not quote me on that. Do not say that, do not spread that rumor. But uh, I was definitely a stickler for good musicianship as a kid. I thought that uh, you had to be like highly skilled, that you had to play all the notes as quickly as possible. And then that's what made you a good musician. And now I've realized uh, how wrong I was. For instance, John Petrucci from Dream Theater plays all of the notes very fast, very swiftly. It's, it's an impressive technical feat. However, when I listen to it with mine ears, I don't like it. It just sounds like... It's like, okay, your fingers... I could tell from listening to this that your fingers are moving very fast. Uh, is the music moving at all? No, it's not. To me, anyway. To all you Dream Theater fans out there, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry that I don't like them. I'm sorry that you do. So, I don't really like Dream Theater or people who play notes really fast just for the sake of playing them really fast. I think that musician music comes from this whole... comes from within. It comes from... You're, you're not playing the song with your hand or your body parts. You're playing the song with your heart and your ears. You're listening to what is being played, and you're leaning into the music. You're servicing, you're serving the song. You're serving the music. You're not saying, hey, everybody, look how, look how well I've developed my fast twitch muscles in my fingers. 
and my forearms, as it were. Y- you know, you're not really doing that. If you are into that, look, go watch gymnastics. <laughs> go watch someone, uh, I don't know. I- I'm serious. Do you like music because it has fast-paced stuff? Sometimes it can be intense. I think when it's utilized strategically, it could be very intense and, and serve the song, and it could make sense. There's a lot of heavy metal that I like, and the music is supposed to be intense, and the fastness sometimes is effective, I think. I don't think that an entire barrage of quick-paced music, is, it's just not dynamic. It's just fast. Um, but John Petrucci, good on you for flexing your fingers. But, uh, you know, not that good, in my opinion. I don't like to... There's another guy, Steve Vai, another Long Island guy. Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, also from Long Island. Steve Vai has all these videos right now on Instagram of him playing this three-necked guitar. It's insane. It's like a bass. It's a guitar. Part of the guitar is fretless. And he's also got like a 12-string guitar neck. And he's like playing all the different notes. Here, let me see if I can find some of that. And, you know... And it's not, it's, it's, I don't even know if it's impressive because I don't like, when I close my eyes and listen to it, I just don't care for the sounds it's making. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Let's see. Let's see if we could find here. Here we go. He's got this triple neck guitar. Listen. If this is moving to you. It's like, okay, he's playing all the different necks on this guitar. But I don't care. I don't care, because my ears... If I were to listen to that on the radio, I'd change the station. So what I'm trying to say is, Steve Vai, you're a good technician. Come and fix my cable. Um, my cable, by the way, my internet is down. I had to plug... To, well, my router is down. And the weird thing about that is I pay for the top tier. I got all of the latest equipment when the guy came like six months ago to replace everything. You guys might have seen that show. They came and replaced all of my gear and with all of the top tier gear at Spectrum. And, you know, it goes out. It's intermittent. Every couple days it just drops out and I couldn't get it to work all day. I was on the phone with Spectrum for an hour. Nothing happened. Nothing got fixed. So I had to plug my computer directly into the modem. So that's where we're at right now with the internet. But let's look about look look up this whole thing about uh, Chris Pratt, Guardians director. You know that guy, Guardians director. What's his name? James Gunn. Given how Chris Pratt is set to voice what feels like every animated character, you guys know that he's going to be Garfield. He's going to be Mario, as it were. People say people make fun of the way I say Mario. Okay, I grew up around people who say Mario. All right, you might say Mario. Who cares? But I grew up, I could literally show you videos of people going, Mario. This is uh, that's what I heard when I was growing up. That's why I say it that way. It could be right, it could be wrong. You may be right, I may be crazy, but it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. Given how Chris Pratt is set to voice what feels like every animated character in a slew of upcoming franchises, job security likely isn't top of mind, but uh, he at least has confirmation that Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn's got his back. Responding to a viral tweet calling for Marvel to replace the actor with Patrick Wilson. Why? Because they look similar? Patrick Wilson's a totally other vibe. Gunn said would never 
Alistair Pratt, who is set to reunite. Listen, you might disagree with Chris Pratt's politics. You might disagree with his religion. But his characterization of this this guy is funny. It's good. <laughs> of uh, Star-Lord. He's just going to say, oh, well, let's just pick another guy who's a white guy and just replace him. For what? Because of your made-up, utterly false beliefs about him for something that someone else said, told you about that's not true, Gunn wrote. Chris Pratt would never be replaced as Star-Lord. But if he ever was, we would all be going with him. Oh, see, that's a really tight crew. I really admire the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy group. You know, I admire them because they seem like they actually give a crap about what they're making. You know, and it's hard to. It's hard to find a group of people. That's got to be fun, working. It's like summer camp. You come back every year and do another one. I'm just saying, maybe you need another, like, uh, like a brown panther. Look at me. Hire me, Hollywood. I can do it. I promise. Um, I'll give you a dollar. It's my birthday. It's not my birthday. Um... Andrew Garfield. Ugh, I gotta take a break from this acting. Ugh, so much acting. The actor has largely stayed out of the political fray, having stated that he doesn't feel represented by Democrats or the GOP. Okay, so what? Who does? You know, we got about ten more years of being in a in America. America the way it is or was or it's gone. It's, it's not coming back, guys. Look, we're gonna go back to this is what's gonna happen. We're going to be an autocracy. This is what's going to happen. Get ready for it, okay? I'm vying for it. I, I could be your leader. Take me to your leader. Look, I got the shirt. I've, I like their first album better. Anyway, nothing to do with this. I'm just saying, we're headed toward autocracy. So we all got to go to New Zealand or something like that. Or Canada. Maybe France. But all of the mega powers, Russia, China, autocratic. They're like, hey, America. And Europe, we're taking over. Get used to it. <laughs> and uh, it looks like people are getting used to it. Looks like we're trying to just say, hey, you know what? Might as well. I don't have any... Uh... Glide says, yeah, America has changed. I agree, Glide. Uh, America ain't what it used to be. <laughs> it ain't what it set out to be anyway. America was an experiment. Now it's failing. It's going to be over pretty soon. The idea of this this freedom idea is, uh, you know, capitalism, though, it's really good because you can build the oligarchies and stuff like that. It's really good for the rich people because they can get richer off of the, the poor people. And uh, the middle class could just stay stuck right there. You can go down, but you can't really move up the scale unless you were born into, like, wealth or you have some kind of crazy connections or you had some crazy dumb luck. Like Jeff Bezos or something. But I'm sure that Jeff Bezos got a lot of money to do what he's doing. You know what I mean? They're, so he was probably, they always say, well, he's had a startup. But he probably asked for a lot of money from a lot of people and they got the money. It's easy for some people to just say, hey, could you give me some millions of dollars, Elizabeth Holmes? She made like billions of dollars. I think, uh, didn't she raise like $300 million? Elizabeth Holmes, the dropout, literally just by asking for it. She's like, uh, uh, I am, I went to Stanford and I would like to pull lightning bolts out of my ass and create magic. Can you, uh, give me money? 
for that. She convinced a lot of people that she can get money that way. And uh, so I'm saying the capitalism, we're all getting lulled. We got our devices. We got our video games. We got our movies. We're getting lulled. We, there's no more passion. There's no more fire. We don't want to like go out in the streets like we did two years ago. We have to be locked up in the, during a pandemic to go out in the streets and protest. Nobody's protesting anymore about Black Lives Matter. Just kind of like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that, that was fun. We took care of that, didn't we? We solved racism in America. But uh, that was two years ago, and now, you know, it's not so much. Maybe in Portland they're still doing that. All the... The funniest thing about watching the Black Lives Matter protests in Portland is that it's all white people. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for that. But uh, America is changing and will never be the same again. And all of the things that are going on to like to stoke the ire of hatred and, and to put pit the GOP against the, the, the Democrats, it's, it's really kind of sickening. You got all the... like. You've got all the Republicans saying that they had nothing to do with January 6th. Oh, we didn't want anything to do. They're saying that outwardly, but then they're like releasing these recordings of the GOP saying, oh, we should stop this, huh? This is bad. Uh, we incited this, didn't we? Like, yeah, the country is crumbling. And the, the incredible hunger for money and power is pretty unstoppable. It's pretty ridiculous. It's relentless. It's a juggernaut. Is this is this a jug or not? I'm just saying, people want money and power more than they want to be idealizing or working toward the ideals set down that laid the foundation of this current country that we live in called America. There was an idea that there was freedom Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nah, they don't want that anymore. They want minds, minds, and more minds. Screw you. And I will make sure that everything falls apart. I will cut off my government despite my face. You know? I will cut off my nose to spite my face. That's uh, that's pretty much what the the GOP is doing right now. I know I might sound a little scattered today, but I do have a point. The point is, Chris Pratt should not get fired. Um, response to to Elliot Page. Why did they say Ellen Page? She plays a uh, Kitty Pride, right? What does she play? Um, she played, but Ellen Page played, but he's now in uh, the Umbrella Academy. I'm just saying, the world is a vampire. The world is a vampire. I can't wait to leave town, guys. I've been here for 10 years now. I'll be back. I don't know when. I don't have a return flight booked. But I gotta say, after a pandemic being locked up for a couple years, I should have just left then. But I thought this town needed me. <laughs> I thought I had people here who needed me, but I really didn't. I was just kind of like paying rent, hanging out in this box. I did want to travel, but I postponed my travel uh, to Europe in lieu of the events, recent events, and my family. 
So I am going to be hanging around New York for a while. I am actually looking for work in New York, too. Uh, if you guys know anybody, casting directors or anything like that, I might as well work while I'm there. But I'm going to miss my drum set. <laughs> my drum set's over there. I should have just played drums today because we're talking about the best musician ever. And it's definitely not Chris Pratt. It's Prince. Prince did the Batman soundtrack for 1989's Batman. He created the Bat Dance. It was a whole thing. Prince, his guy, he was very obsessed with Batman for like a while. He would dress like the Joker. But he did Joker like Two-Face. It was weird. It was, it was confusing. It was like, Prince, you're confusing the characters, Prince. What's his name? Prince Kevin? I don't even know if I know how to play any of these. Go to the guitar center and practice the drums there. That's a good point. That's what you hear at Guitar Center on guitar every day. If you just walk into a guitar center right now, you will hear that within three minutes. This is every emo song. Ready? Thank you. That was every emo song. Corruptor, thank you for inspiring me to go to Guitar Center to play drums. You know, the Guitar Center logo for about since forever was a guitar. The G in Guitar Center was a guitar, and then they finally changed it because it looked stupid. Now they added an actual proper G to Guitar Center. Go check it out. Logo design is fun. Um, logo design is fun, right? Apple. song is a song by live <laughs> very popular song in the early 90s live the singer from live ed kowalczyk he's a pretty good musician um is he the best no but he did he is an occult you know how i know this because years ago i went out with a lady for a few times and then she divulged to me that she was an occult that she had grown up in a cult she didn't say it like that. She said, oh, I grew up in uh, Northern California with this, uh, you know, in a, in a commune. And I said, oh, a cult? She said, well, you know, sometimes people call it that. And I'm like, okay. Are you still in, are you, are you still in that cult? She's like, no. Well, sometimes I go back. And I said, that's scary. I didn't say that. But uh, she said that Ed Kowalczyk would come and perform for 
for uh, Guru Sunusukurad. I don't remember the name, but she she was very soon as she mentioned this guru's name, she got so excited. She's like, ah, oh, Yashnish. I forgot what his name is. I don't know what his name is. I'm just making sounds with my mouth, but it sounds like some kind of exotic name, you know, some kind of Eastern, maybe um South Southeastern work name. But she's like, oh yeah, he came and he performed, and it was so beautiful. It was like we saw. It was so transcendent. And I'm like, you're talking about live? The band Live with Ed Kowalczyk. You know this one? And to love a god and to fear a flame is to burn a crowd that has a name. All words are sounds we make with our mouths. What about this word? Onomatopoeia. That's true, though. What about the word? I made that with my nose. That's also my mouth, though. So anyway, I got freaked out by that date. Uh, uh, Aristotle Full Throttle is a, a dating advice show. Do you guys want some dating advice? Don't do it. Why do people want to, like, why do people? Why do people? Chiroptera says, also everything is transcendent if you take the right kind of drugs. <laughs> That is true. Also, everything is transcendent if you lift it ab- above your head. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is golden. This is high-quality humor that you can't get anywhere else other than Aristotle Full Throttle five days a week, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, you can subscribe on Spotify and Twitch and YouTube. Don't tell Twitch that you could subscribe on YouTube because I'll get fired from life. Oh, boy. You know, I, I just find, uh, you want more dating stories? or <laughs> Tell me what you want, and I'll do it. I'll juggle. I'll stand on my heads. I'll recite the national anthem backwards. Come on. Give me some. Give me some. Cut me some slack, Jack. Um, I mean, there are shows on the internet that are ten times worse than this one, and they've got thousands of followers. Thousands millions come on we could do this or else i'm going to be taking a break from being famous like andrew garfield remember this one uh this thing this thing called love I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm no Freddie Mercury. <laughs> he go, he's, he plays and sings that. I was impressed. I was like, Freddie Mercury, you're the best in the biz. That's who the best musician is. Freddie Mercury. We solved it. <laughs> tips on dating. Okay, here's a tip on dating. Uh, look out for red flags. 
For instance, you know, if someone says, uh, I killed a man, you might want to leave immediately. Um, I think, though, seriously, though, here's what I've noticed in the world of dating. If there's like a little tiny thing, if there's a tiny thing, this is maybe just me, uh, but if there's a thing that really gets under your skin that someone does, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> it's only going to grow. So you might want to like say, hmm, is this something I can deal with, you know, forever? Or should I leave? I recently, I was recently, this is several months ago, I was, I was, I was seeing somebody and they were a backseat driver. <laughs> And I, I, honestly, it might seem like a little thing to you. And it did to me at first. I was like, oh, that's cute. And she's just saying, oh, you got to go change in this lane. You got to go in this lane. You can need to move in this lane. You got to go into that lane. I was like, all right, sure. Okay. <laughs> and then it got to the point where it was like, oh, you, you have like a serious backseat driver condition that is, uh, it's very irritating. It's, it's really, it can get very grating and irritating. It's not so great. Have you ever dealt with a backseat driver in the front seat? Corruptorus says, yeah, if someone tells you they killed a man, it means they're not good at keeping secrets and will tell yours. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's good. Uh, seriously, you're just gonna tell me that on a first date? What kind of killer are you? What are you, Ed Kowalczyk? Under there. Ed Kowalczyk was in Fight Club, by the way. I have Ed Kowalczyk's phone number, by the way, also. Don't tell Ed Kowalczyk. I won't either. There, there are phone numbers I collected throughout the years for no good reason other than I just said, hey, can you give me that phone number so I can just have it? So I could just be like, I have their phone number. And uh, there's a couple. There's one is Ed Kowalczyk. Uh, another one is Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. <laughs> anytime I could call them, I decided. I said, anytime I could just send a, shoot them a text. So I haven't yet. Haven't had a real reason to. But when I do, it'll be important. It'll be like, quick, new kids on the block, we need you to save the universe. Hey, Ed Kowalczyk, I killed a man. Oh, boy. I was, like, playing all kinds of guitars yesterday. Um... Look at me. What am I, Kansas? What am I, a band named after a place? Who am I, Boston? What am I, Chicago? What am I, Alabama? Who am I, Europe? Asia? <laughs> These are all uh, bands that are named after actual places. But are they the best? No. <laughs> What are my Alabama shakes? 
that's all we should talk about today is um, bands named after places. Marcy Playground, Lincoln Park. Let's, we, I could keep going. Um, Corruptor says, can you make beats today or is your computer too beat up for that? My computer doesn't, it can't. I tried one time. If I push the, and I tweak the, if I turn the knob, broken. Falls apart immediately. So I'm going to be in New York indefinitely. Going to be hanging out with friends and family and family and friends. And it's going to be nice. It's going to be good for me. I'll tell you all about it on my podcast. I'll continue to do the podcast. I might even do the podcast there with people in person. Because I know a lot of people in New York. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll be good for you. It'll be hilarious. I know a lot of comedians. We should have more comedians on the show because God knows they're funny. And my favorite thing about comedy, it's funny. Usually. Tupac. I think we're going to find Tupac's killer any day now. Also, we're probably going to discover aliens. You know there's a James Webb Space Telescope out there looking at all these other planets? We're going to find aliens in the next like three minutes, I think. Maybe four weeks. I think we're going to find aliens. Good question. Uh, th- I'm glad I brought it up. You guys think there are aliens? And also, do aliens listen to music? What kind of music do they listen to? Rap? Polka? The folk? <laughs> I wonder, because, you know, humans, and in our environment, it's kind of a weird thing because we've got these things in our throat that just kind of vibrate they kind of rub together. The air passes through them. They rub together. Our mouths make all these shapes. And then it makes the air do different things. And that's how we put our thoughts in other people's heads. I think deeply about this stuff. I have a thought. I rub the air. And now that thought's in your head. Because your head vibrated from the air that I rubbed. This is a um, this is a deep philosophical show. That's why it's called Aristotle Full Throttle. My name is not actually Aristotle. It's Kevin um, Full Throttle. So I figured I'd change my first name. But I can't make any beats today. I could play the drums, but they're over there. I could play this thing here. I was watching an old episode of Aristotle Full Throttle when it was called Kevin Full Throttle. And uh, there, was an ep- there was an episode I was watching, and um, there was a lot of visuals. This show used to have a lot more visuals. <laughs> and the show used to have a lot more uh, people who, uh, I guess they all went back to work. Me? I'm taking a break from acting. Just like me and Andrew Garfield. That's a, The next time people ask me what I do, I'll say, you know what? <clears throat> me and Andrew Garfield, we're taking a break from acting. That's what I do for a living. 
I'm lucky enough to have worked a lot last year and still have a commercial that's on that's running right now, um, which does buy me food, and uh, so that's good. If I still, if I just keep, hey, here to dink, aliens definitely listen to Prickly Pufferfish by Galen Tipton. I listened to that one, and I, you know what, I liked their first album better. Just being honest. But Steve Vai does play on that, that song that you mentioned. But frankly, unlistenable. And not just because it's, it's played with a sonar, Megatron, space missile, ethereal st- 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 phonograph. It's very difficult to listen to with human ears. So completely unlistenable, in my opinion. And also, you know, due to physics. Uh, I do like aliens. I think the aliens are cool. I think Tilda Swinton is the best one out of them. She's probably the best one. Um, if I were to name aliens, you know, it's like E.T., Grogu, and Tilda Swinton. My favorites. Those are definitely top. I'm one I'm one with the aliens. You might, you might, might recognize me from their album cover. I just guessed it. I just introduced the album. I'm like Bootsy Collins on the Silk Solent, Silk Sonic album. I just introduced the album. And I am one with the aliens also. You know, here to dink, who is the greatest musician? Is it Sleepslar from the planet Grosgrack? Because they're pretty good. Uh, or is it Prince? I think it's Prince. Could be either or. It's a toss-up. Screepscar does play the homophone, which is a pretty good instrument to play. <laughs> We're going down uh, an odyssey, ladies and gentlemen. I need to get a shirt that says homophone. I play the tuba. Anybody out there play the tuba? The sousaphone? Same thing, sort of. The tuba is pretty great because the bass is, is my favorite. Yeah, uh, here to dink you. Earlier I was mentioning that I did declare that uh, Freddie Mercury is the greatest musician. Probably on any planet, yeah. Yeah, Freddie Mercury, probably. He was in the Intergalactic Idol, which was good. Was a good competition, and he did get second place, which was a travesty. But who knew Gorkhan was that good? Who knew Gorkhan could play in Bohemian Rhapsody better than Freddie Mercury. But Freddie Mercury did win for a greatest song in the universe. It's, you know, not too shabby. Um, I like this dreamscape we've created. What are you guys going to do this weekend? I'm going to be in Portland. Half of your leg is dedicated to that band. Well, I'm sure they, they 
you know, that gave him a leg to stand on. Also, I think Brian May, uh, you know, his his shelf of his shelf full of trophies and your leg is excellent. I, I imagine you're talking about tattoos. I imagine you tattooed your leg. Here to dink. That's true. I might have seen this one. I might have seen this tattoo. Some would say I'm loyal to them. You're loyal to the queen. I see what you did there. How about this one? I don't know how to play that song. Think you can stomp me and spit in my eye? I haven't played that song in years. Thank you for humoring me. Thanks for hanging out and chatting with me. This is nice. I like this. It's my daily meditation. I'm glad that you're here for it. Uh, I also rant about politics and music and movies. Movies are good. I like to watch them. Music, nice to listen to. And politics, uh, for me to poop on. Thank you, Triumph Insult Comic Dog, for that inspiration. The best was... um. You ever got you watch Triumph, the Insult Comic Dog? It's a uh, it's a very funny bit by Robert Smigel, and he went to Hofstra one year, my alma mater. If you I don't know I don't believe in Greek, whatever the language the alma mater is. This wasn't Latin. I don't care. I don't care that I went to Hofstra. This is why I find it funny. He's talking about he actually visited Hofstra because there was a presidential debate going on there maybe four or eight years ago. And he's he was talking to the crowd. He's just this little hand puppet dog with a cigar in his mouth. And he's like, ah, this is the school of the Hofstra. This is uh, the school that people use as a backup for DeVry. I found that funny because Hofstra, when I got into Hofstra, this is what they said. They said, hey, uh, could you how many fingers am I holding up? I was like, two? And they were like, you're in. Do you have $40,000 a year? It's like, no. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to get you in debt for another 20 years. You're in. <laughs> or whatever it was. Might have been like $14,000 a semester or something. It was crazy. It was crazy. But they said, hey, do you, do you got money? No. Are you eligible for a loan? I don't know. Uh, you're in. We want that money from the government, and you got to figure out how to pay that back later with your film degree. <laughs> uh, and I got the uh, loan, that uh, economic relief, disaster relief loan a couple years ago, and I consolidated the rest of that money. I got rid of that particular student loan. Ended it, but still have the debt, still carrying the debt. It's like the stigmata. It's like Jesus. I'd like to compare myself to Jesus if Jesus went to college and still has to pay for it. But, you know, with his soul. You ever sell your soul? St 
Steve Vai, I was talking about him earlier. He plays the three-neck guitar. Steve Vai is in the movie Crossroads with Ralph Macchio, another Long Island guy. Oh, we got Long Island representing Ralph Macchio, Steve Vai in the same movie called Crossroads. And in the movie Crossroads, Ralph Macchio sells his soul to the devil, played by Steve Vai, to play guitar better than anybody on earth. Corruptorus says, what is the most valuable thing you learned at Hofstra? The most valuable thing I learned at Hofstra is uh, you shouldn't spend money on college. The most valuable thing I would have learned would have been to save my money. <laughs> the most valuable thing I learned after Hofstra was uh, three weeks on the first film I ever worked on. I learned more about production than I did for the entire time I was at Hofstra. Also, the most valuable thing I learned at Hofstra was a college degree is a piece of paper. Education is a whole other thing. The most valuable thing I learned at Hofstra. Hmm. I don't know. I read books. I read all the books. I had an English class, and my senior year, I was unable to really concentrate on anything other than student films. So I actually read all of the books that I was supposed to read my senior year, the year after I graduated. I had a stack of like five or six books, American novels. Uh, the Sun Also Rises, The Great Gatsby. It was just a whole bunch of uh, American novels, and I and I hadn't gotten around to reading them while I was in school because I was uh, busy making movies in school, and uh, I actually read them after, so that was fun. Jesus would have died to forgive our loans, <laughs> says Chiroptera. Yes, Jesus died for your loan repayments. And four and only 300 more installments of Jesus' blood, you will get out of your debt and be in some more debt. And then Satan will ask you to fill up his car with your blood. His devil car. But the most valuable thing I learned at Hofstra. It's a tough one. I learned some bad jokes. I had a teacher. He was awesome. He, uh, Mr. Hey, Dr. Hey. Dr. Hey! Dr. Hey, shout out to Dr. Hey. He was one of my communications teachers. And he was so funny because he would tell a bad joke every class. He would always tell a bad joke. A dad joke, as it were, like, redubbed lately. Um, he would tell, and I'd be the only one laughing. And then I'd I'd find him, I'd find him between classes, and I'd say, "Hey, uh, Doctor Hey, what did the Zen Buddhist monk say to the hot dog vendor? Make me one with everything." And then I'd keep walking. He'd laugh. I, I would make him laugh with the bad jokes. It was good. He was a very interesting guy. He was. It was not unlike the show. He would talk about. He'd say, "Hey," you know. He'd say, "Well, he didn't say his own name, but he would say, you know, he would throw in non sequiturs or things that were just really funny randomly." And he'd say, it's like the, seeing the same thing over and over again, you know, where it stops to make sense. Or like you hear the same word over and over again and you can't understand it. Like the word penguin. Penguin, penguin. And then he'd go back to teaching. Very funny. I found it idiosyncratic and hilarious. Hopefully you find this show that way too. Um, one or the other. What are people talking about on the internet? Can you tell me what they're talking about on the internet? Are they talking about these things? Because if not, I pity them. 
I feel like there's so much superficial superficiality in the world, and I don't know. I'm trying to just uh, connect on a real level, as if that makes sense. I'm trying to actually have some real thoughts here, and I think so many people are like, oh, look at that bow in your hair. It's so lovely. You guys can make bows at home, too. Maybe most people are concerned with how their bow in their hair looks. Maybe I should be concerned. My friend the other day said that they don't think about anything. And I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> they said they don't think about anything. And I was like, what is that like? Can't stop thinking about that. What is that like? If you can't, if you don't think of anything, let me know your thoughts. I'm going to eat bagels when I'm back on Long Island. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Thinking about my doorbell. When are you going to ring it? I'm just going to sit here in silence. Absolute silence. Did you guys see yesterday's show? See, I did it for like three seconds. Did you guys see yesterday's show when I, uh, when the car insurance called me? If you missed it, it was hilarious. It's on the podcast. You could download the podcast on Spotify. Aristotle Full Throttle. Go follow me. Uh, I get like... I get like 30, 40 listens a day on that, which is good. It's like four cents. It's four cents. Here to Dink says, you, you got me still thinking about that too. I know. How do you do it? I want to do that. I want to do that. I keep running out of water. It just goes away somewhere. I don't know where it goes. just keeps disappearing like every time i pick up the cup like not every time but eventually i pick it up and there's no more water what are you talking about um oh i forgot to tell uh my friend molly to call because she's a comedian it's got 33 messages hold on a second oh that's cool let me just catch up on my texts I'll I'll be right with you. Hold on a second. From Paris. That's cool. Macaroons? Macaroons reminds me of macaronis. That's cool. Yeah, you got to eat those right away. You got to eat those macaroons right away. Uh, Maybe it makes the brain shit. Listen to Prickly Puffer Fish by Galen Tipton over and over. I would listen to that over and over. Is that a real song? By Galen? Skin alien? I think we're going to find aliens. I think this hour, what we learned is the best musician is Prince and Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury versus Prince. Who wins another cage match of music? Steve Vai, he plays too many necks on his guitar. He should stick to one neck, maybe just six strings. He's not that great. Listen, I said it. You heard it here from me. Dude's made a career... I've seen him in real life. He's 10 feet tall and spindly AF. And I was like, oh, this guy is a good guitar player, but, you know, what's he really playing, though? Where's his soul? I don't know. I could listen to, to someone like David Gilmour play one note on the guitar and bend that note and turn the note all the weird ways. Just one note, and it slays. It's perfect. It's beautiful. David Gilmour, ladies and gentlemen. I find to be probably the best musician, in my opinion. David Gilmore, guitar solo. 
Let's listen to one. And I'll, I'll walk you through it. Guitar solo. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to click on, but I'm going to listen to a random David Gilmore guitar solo. The David Gilmore collection? What is this? It's probably him talking about being an amazing guitar player. Um, the story of the guitar, BBC documentary. Yeah, there's something that... There's this one scene in this this Pink Floyd documentary where... Um, David Gilmore. I remember watching this when I was in the studio last, and I was like using this for inspiration. I was watching David Gilmore. The wire gets tighter. It's good enough. You do it absolutely all the time, a little bit, so that every note, you know, is. Just this tiniest little thing, which is what makes the guitar sort of so personal. You can add a hundred different tiny inflections to to what you're doing all the time, and that I guess is what gives people their individual tone sound. He's so like soft-spoken and humble, but it's funny because he's like an incredibly like, musically expressive guitar player. He's very British, stuffy. I can't actually tell the difference because they've done all this as well. All the wear marks have been faithfully replicated. <laughs> it's just a. Ooh. Tell a story. I have something um, where music just comes to me, and the, it's called it's genius. Just suddenly, it's there. It just slips out of your fingertips. Humble much? To an instrument, easily, and you you worry about it afterwards. You think, where the hell did that come from? Where? Who did I steal it from? Yeah. Because it's so easy. Wait, it's time out, David Gilmore. Stop bragging. How do you do? Is there any uh, the bending? How how do you bend? This this is the most British jam session ever. Um, could you explain this to us how you bend the note? Pitch goes up. Let me see. To, to what you're doing all the time. This is one case. Here we go. You feel it? I feel it. Just the blues. Ooh. The new ones. The solo, of course, became a kind of fetish. Yeah. yeah, this is great. Watch this. Um, yes, Pink Floyd and many, many other people did 
solo on for hours. You know, we did do. It's a lot of fun to do, and I, I can't. He looks like a businessman. Being in the audience and listening. So he's got the soul of a soul person. That's so good. He's tearing my heart out, baby. Bailey. Take that, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton sucks compared to David Gilmore, in my opinion. Eric Clapton is more like Eric Crapton. Oh, this is the one I think I... Um, which gives an impression of real loudness. This is what Slade did when I was in the studio. So you this. can't do it unless you use a, a little box which has got its own whole circuitry just designed circuitry. to give you distortion. Is it, and, of course, and it never sounds quite right doing quiet, this pathetic right. little distortion in a little room. It's not the same as sort of feeling it when you're on a stage and you you can sort of lean back against the sound you feel like it's so powerful you can sort of lean against it <laughs> but it gives a sort of impression oh, wait, and what about that sort be of awesome sort of, uh, just be awesome the guitar is not just an instrument but as a sort of part of your I'm just going to watch personality. these I mean, shows is it, is it, it, there is something about it because it show. is something you hold close to you it's a very physical relationship isn't it you have with that instrument yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's, it is the way that um, some of us express ourselves best. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, he's the best guitar player. He's the best musician. We solved it. David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Do you use a 12 string mic? It's, I gotta watch this documentary now because it's it's so stuffy that I can't wait to just sit there and watch British people talk about rock music. <laughs> yes, you see, you see what we do here is we call that shredding. This is it's called a two hand tap. I mean, isn't it? Has there ever been more of a juxtaposition? Why the pink, though? Which one of you is Floyd? And why do you like pink? 
She's great. That's why. Okay, guys. Thank you. It's been a wonderful hour. It's been a tower of power. It was a little sweet, a little sour. Be brave. Never cower. If you smell, take a shower. Then you'll smell more like a flower. So long as you scour your armpits. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe in the morning. Maybe I'll play drums for you in the morning. Wouldn't that be a treat? (laughs) Anyways, send me your money. Um, Thanks for watching. This is a Patreon right here. I'll have guests pretty soon. And then, you know, once we have guests, it'll, you know, I'm sure be entertaining. Anyway, this is my job. What do you do at work? Sometimes you have a day at work like this where you say, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to watch David Gilmore on YouTube. I've seen you. I've seen you at your desk. That guy is playing Galaga. Okay. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Bah. Bah. Maristol Full Throttle. Bah. Is he... Will he do it or not? It's the best stream ever. You know, you might watch H3H3. You might watch Good Mythical Morning, but they ain't got nothing on me. Except for, you know, guests and humor. And and, uh, sometimes they tape their faces and they say, hey, we're going to say a word. We're going to put... We're going to put a dental thing in our mouth and then try to read something. And then, oh boy, is that funny. They got millions of views. Let me just miss it. Uh, Ow, fun. All right, try to guess what I'm saying. Fun for a waffle love. Fun for a waffle love. I do it for the lols. Me and Doja Cat. Me and Doja Cat, we're just streaming all day long for the lols. Streaming for the lols. Speaking of lols. Show's over. Go home. I'm trying to get down to zero. I'm trying to see that. There's a little eyeball that tells me how many people are watching right now. There are several. What are you doing here? And why are you wearing those pants? I'm skeptical. Anyway, join the, the, the space. Do all this stuff right here. Do these things here. Do those things here. And uh, I'll see you you when I see you. Maybe I'll have a... Maybe I'll have shaved my head by then. When I get to a million followers, I will shave my head. Thank you. Goodbye. I love you. And I don't mean as a friend.
There's a, there's several types of love, you know. There's a song by Radiohead called uh, several, uh, Many Types of Love or something. There's agape, eros. There's brotherly love. There's, there's the love that... Uh, sexual love this lustful love there's romantic love there's uh like i like the i love this i love mint chocolate chip ice cream like there's that kind of love there's all kinds of love i'm just saying i love you like mint chocolate chip ice cream You scream. We all scream for mint chocolate chip ice cream. Okay. You're still here. I washed my hair today. Can you tell? I shaved my head tomorrow. Can you tell? This is the most hilarious show ever. Uh, <clears throat> I can't wait to watch this back 10 times. I'm going to tell all my friends and family to watch this one. I'm going to advertise this episode the most. Look, I'm just trying to get to Portland. <laughs> I'm ready to leave. Uh, not that uh, not, it doesn't, it's nothing personal. I just, uh, LA got nothing for me right now. As far as like the location and the work and the stuff, uh, I just feel like I don't mean like it's got nothing for me. I'm just saying I need to leave for a while uh, for cleanse. For cleanse, I need to cleanse the L.A. off my feet. I need to go to. I need to go for a cleansing. They probably have down the west side. You know, I was listening to Jared Carmichael, Gerard, Jared, Gerard Carmichael, Gerard Carmichael, Gerard Carmichael. I was listening to him yesterday in an interview, and I said, this guy is interesting. And was, all, this is all he does, <laughs> is he just kind of like opens up and tells tells you what he's thinking and feeling. His special... Rathaniel is really good. You should watch it. It's powerful. It's moving. But he kind of just sits there and, and talks and, and engages with people in the crowd. And it's real and it's honest and it's interesting. And, uh, you know, the opposite of this show. Or <laughs> similar in the sense I tr- I've tried. I'm trying to just be real. I think that's the problem. It's hard to meet like new friends and stuff because I just want to be like real right off the bat. And I feel like there are levels that you have to, you have to jump through several different tiers in order to get real with some people, you know, some people, they start off with like, hi, how are you? How is the weather? Nice shirt. You know, and sometimes I'm like, you know, what inspires you most? (laughs) You know, people are like, I got my hair cut today. <laughs> and you're like, it looks good. You know, sometimes people don't want to deal with it, with uh, reality. 
not reality, but I might just want to know a little bit more than whether or not you like their first album better. I want to know why you like their first album better. I don't want to know that you like their first album better. I think I think you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? There's so many people out there that can't tell you why. They say, I like it. And you say, why do you like it? Because everyone else likes that? Or you're supposed to like that? Or you're supposed to say this? And they go, I don't know. Stop. They get all frustrated with you. And I'm just like, I just want to see what your real opinion is. I just want to see what how you think. And But a lot of people, I find, disappointingly so, don't like to think they like to go okay what is the right thing to think and i'll do that what is the uh the right thing to like and i'll like that what is the right thing to wear and i'll like that but i'm like what moves you what inspires you you guys want a sticker Yeah, we're getting down to... People are leaving. Good. People have left. Good. I think this is performance art. I think that's what this is. I think if I do this in, in like a stand-up club, I would try to get everyone to leave. stand-up club. I think that's what they're called. Comedy house. A laugh factory. If I was at one of those. People wouldn't laugh. And I'd say, yeah, I did that on purpose. I'm trying to be Andy Kaufman's brother. Sandy. Sandy Kaufman. Okay, bye. Bye.